And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Now, I've got to clear off the desk. It's the last hour of the week. All right. Uh, inflation uh, ticked up 3.2%, uh, driven by uh, rent. Uh, well, housing, I guess it would be. Rent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rent food, and gasoline. Mm-hmm. And that's not good because those are higher than that number, and that's what's driving it. And yeah. uh, that's not good because those are the things that affect people the most. Yep. And uh, still trying to get Eric past the Larry Kudlow mm. Fox Business News conversation mm-hmm. with John Carney. Of, yeah. Yeah. No. That John Carney stating that Joe Biden knows more yeah. about how it, the economy works and President Xi of of uh, of China because mm. he's a communist. And yeah. so we've been having that. I can't stop laughing at your reaction. And your t- you know what it is? It's not your reaction. It's your tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to ever be convinced of that. It's because, cause, number one, because it's not true. And number number two, because it's false. All right. Now, this was this was funny. This story actually was, since we had mentioned Fox Business, came from Fox Business. A Canadian man is calling electric vehicles the biggest scam of modern times. After his experience with his electric truck, Mm. Dalbir Bala, who lives in the Winnipeg area, bought a Ford F-150 Lightning EV in January for $115,000 plus tax. He told Fox Business he needed the vehicle for his work, but also wanted something suitable for recreational activities such as driving to his cabin or going fishing. He also wanted an environmentally friendly vehicle, as owning one is, quote, responsible citizenship these days. So he was fully into it. Seemed to be. He was fully into the BS he narrative. He was uh, $115,000 into it, yes. at least. Uh, but 
Mr. Bala was quickly hit with the reality of owning and operating an EV soon after the purchase. Oh. The vehicle compelled him to install two chargers, one at work and another at home. Well, yeah. For $10,000 to accommodate yeah. the charger, he had to upgrade his home's electrical panel right. for $6,000. Mm-hmm. So he's now up to over $130,000 plus tax. Oh. Not long after the purchase, Bala got into a minor accident, which he said required light assembly on the front bumper. Hmm. He took his vehicle to the body shop. Did not get it back for six months. Oh. He said no one from Ford answered his email or phone calls for help. Well, that's because that's, they don't have anybody there. They're losing $4 billion in uh, this year in electric vehicles. The limitations of the EV truck became even more apparent when Mr. Bala embarked on a chaotic 1,400-mile road trip Mm. to Chicago. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Fast charging stations, which only charge EVs up to 90%, cost more than gas for the same mileage. Hmm. On the family's first stop in Fargo, it took two hours and $56 to charge his vehicle from 10 to 90%. The charge was good for another 215 miles. The expenses quickly piled up after Bala purchased the electronic uh, uh, truck. On a second stop in Albertville, Minnesota, the free charger was faulty, and the phone number on the charging station was of no help. The family drove to another charging station in Elk River, Minnesota, but the charger was faulty there as well. This sheer helplessness was mind-boggling, Bala wrote on his online post. My kids and wife were really worried and stressed at this point. 
There were no other fast-charging stations within range of Elk River, and his vehicle had only 12 miles left. By now it was late afternoon. We were really stuck, hungry, and heartbroken. He eventually had to have the vehicle towed to a Ford dealership in Elk River and rented a regular gas vehicle to complete the family's trip to Chicago. The family picked up the F-150 on their way back to Winnipeg. It was in the shop for six months. I can't take it to my lake cabin. I can't take it (laughs) for off-grid camping. I cannot even take it for a road trip. I can only drive in the city. Biggest scam of modern times. Mm. That's a quote. He told Fox Business he believes the government needs to do more to provide consumers with the right information. People have to make the right choices. I want to tell everybody to read my story, do your research before even thinking about it, and make a wiser choice. Now, the interesting thing is, obviously, he's a liberal. Mm -hmm. Because if you did your research, you would know. Now, he's telling you to do your research, but he is saying that government is the problem. They need to do more to give you the right information. That's the last thing they're going to do on electric vehicles. The last thing the government is doing when it comes to energy is telling the truth to the American public, either in the United States or in Canada. Everything about energy, they are lying to you from the simple point that we can run the grid from solar and wind. Yeah. So don't expect yeah. that the government's going to give you the honest... <laughs> Listen, this is going to cost you so much money. And it's going to be so difficult in charging it if you want to go on the road. You're not going to hear that from the government. He said the actual thing they promised is not even close. Not even 50% of what I expected. Mm. And once you buy it, you're stuck with it. Well, yeah. And you have to carry huge losses to get rid of it. Yeah. And nobody is there to help you. So, Well, listen, the good news is we can get it all done by 2035 <laughs> with everybody. Well, I remember the head of PG&E in California mm-hmm. said, let's <laughs> warning that we're not going to have enough power for our grid. So plug in your car and we're going to take the juice back from your car. Right. So that's the actual suggestion. Yeah. Plug in your car. During a blackout threat. Yes. During the threats of blackouts, plug in your car and we'll take energy from your car back to the grid. Back to the grid. Yeah. Now the technology does, infrastructure does not exist to do that. No, nope. no, it doesn't. <laughs> but it shows the insanity and, and you're not producing that energy no. from a different source. Right. No, you've no take, they're, you've, they're taking back what you've already right. put in to your battery. From the grid. From the grid. Just give it back. Yes. And the inefficiencies. Brilliant idea. The inefficiencies of it. I mean, this is the idiocy that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I can sell a solar-powered tanning bed, a long lawn chair. I like the $1,500 price tag. $1,500. I like that. Now, that's where it starts. If you want some of the other amenities, like a cup holder, that's going to be another 300 Well, 
I will tell you this. I have a I have this solar heater mm-hmm. that's really uh, emanating from my attic right now. Yeah. During the day, especially. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yes. The sun is the my problem. Heater. Is Gary, you're not demanding heat at the right time of the year. <laughs> The problem is with you. And tell me how that's not more insane. It's because it's not more insane, actually, any more insane. Or tell me how that is more insane than anything the left is promoting right now. What I just said. The problem is you're not demanding heat at the right time of year. Gary, August in Texas is when you should be demanding heat when it's Plentiful. <laughs> the sun oh. provides everything you need. I, I just love it, though. It's like you've gone through the whole thing, and you're like, but government needs to be honest with us and tell us the truth. <laughs> yeah. The whole damn thing's a lie. Right. What are you talking about? Well, you know. R- remember remember when uh, they started selling the electric vehicles? Mm, yeah. And they were telling. Or the, oh, remember. And was it GM? It was the hybrids, and yeah. it was the plug-in yeah. hybrids. Yeah, and they were telling you that you're getting 300 miles to the gallon. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you're counting it being plugged in, and charging the batteries at the beginning of your trip and at the end of your trip, and you're counting that you're using a different energy source. Yeah, and you're counting that as the gasoline. Yeah, and we went, you're lying. Then they had to stop doing that, remember? Right. They stopped doing it because they got caught doing it. It was like, stop lying. The whole the whole dang thing in energy is a lie. From the, the very top, we can run the grid on solar and wind. And now they're, now they're telling you we can't do it. Well, maybe we should come up with a system where everybody buys an electric vehicle, and then when there's going to be a blackout, nobody drive anywhere, and you plug your electric vehicle back in and you power the grid. I mean, seriously. Oh, man. Oh, man. Imagine that they did that with an internal combustion engine that somebody floated the idea. What we'll do (laughs) is that when we're low on oil production, (laughs) what we'll do is, see, when we have a problem at the refinery level, what we need is everybody to pull up to the pump. And you and you 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 put in the nozzle, but this time we're going to take gasoline out of your vehicle, so we can have you know less of a shortage. We're not going to tap into the strategic oil reserve. We're going to uh, we're going to tap into your yeah. strategic oil reserve. Pull up to in the, your car. We need you to pull up to the pump here, please. We need some of that gasoline. Why? There's a shortage. Put the pump in reverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> insanity <laughs> seriously everybody is smoking weed <laughs> well there i saw the thing today 17 percent of americans regularly smoke weed so that's a lot greater than even uh, yeah you know what and the other 87 percent are lying <laughs> yeah the other 83 percent 83 percent yes yeah can't do math like me <laughs> because they're also smoking weed <laughs> i swear i'm sober i'm sober the other 83% are so stoned they can't remember that they're smoking weed. So the answer, no. Forget 
Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, 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 we're doing this. Is, this is <laughs> because this is the thing. This is PG and E. See what we'll do is, it's it's not, but it's the same mindset that runs throughout the left of this delusional thought. We'll just take it out of their cars. Why not just take it out of their homes? <laughs> what we'll do is because there's the thing. If they could engineer a grid that would drain your car battery to prevent a blackout, then, of course, they could do that with your home. Through the meter, it would just turn around. Oh, well, no. See, this is the way it's going to work. We'll just we'll just turn it around. We'll take all the juice out of your home. But you have no battery, so there is no right. juice to take exactly. out. But it doesn't matter. It's well, it doesn't, good. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We'll take well. What we'll do is we'll take all the energy that's going in and we'll reverse it so that everything in your home shuts down. Oh, you know what we call that? A blackout. A blackout. <laughs> so what was your plan? Did it well prevent blackouts? But you just you're causing blackouts. But no, no. But see, this isn't causing a blackout. This is reverse engineering a blackout. Well, no. I mean, that's, that now I wish I was at least drinking. No, seriously, <laughs> to handle that. Mindset. No, it is, but it, a, that's how bizarre it is. Me, it's Friday. Give we'll, me a couple of shots, we'll will just, you, please? We'll just drain their batteries in their electric cars. Yeah. And you know what? The refineries can get back if they're, you know, running low. We can just have them pull up to the gas pump, siphon it out, reverse siphon. <laughs> hey, you know what? We'll make them, we'll make them, we'll, we'll, We'll make them believe they're filling their their tank. It'll actually be siphoning. And Mike Pence still won't know what he's doing. <laughs> he still won't know how to do it. <laughs> Dude, swipe a card. And did you drive all the way to the gas station with your tank door open? Because it looks like you did. Who's running this campaign? <laughs> they're smoking weed, whoever it is. Oh man. I know oh. I know it's Pence. <laughs> yes. But somebody over there smoking weed if they thought that was a good idea. He needs to drug test everyone in his staff. Exactly. <laughs> Every day. That was really stupid. It really was. It was I mean, you, you shake your head, you're like, oh my God. And and I realize that I could have, because we've always kidded about it, that you know, we put on our political consultant hats. Because there are just things that are done every day where, you know, we, we talk about it. Like when, when DeSantis did, I'm going to do it on Twitter. We would have been the first to say, no, you're not. Well, if you're going to yeah, do it, exactly. I, you, I'm not going to be your campaign manager anymore if you do something that's stupid. And, yeah. and you know, Pence, and there's a ton of things Trump has done that we've disagreed with. Right. Uh, and, and it's just like you shake your head at times. The stupidity that is, and it's so simple. It's things that are common sense. I mean, you just gave SNL material in that gas pump ad. Yeah, you did. And by the way, that was the final cut. People don't know it. The first time, he put the nozzle in the tailpipe. <laughs> Am I doing this right? It was like, no, you're not. You're not even at a gas station. <laughs> Eight six six. Those are propane tanks. Eight six six ninety red eye. 
certainly in modern times, this is by far and away the worst Hawaiian wildfire disaster we have seen. With USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey noting the West Maui wildfire in particular, which destroyed the historic community of Lahaina and led to dozens of fatalities. One of several fires and hotspots on the islands of Maui and the big island of Hawaii that remain as of Thursday. Nobody really saw this Hawaiian situation coming. I think looking in retrospect, you can kind of go back and figure out some of the causes of all this. Contributors to the fires include lingering chronic drought conditions on Maui, invasive grasses growing after a wet season, and more prone to burning, and the combination of a high-pressure system and Category 4 Hurricane Dora in the South Pacific creating higher winds through the Hawaiian island chain. We don't know yet the cause of any of these fires. Whatever the case, the fire started from a spark rapidly spread in those winds. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of uh, the uh, hour, that retired Seattle cop who just went off on the uh, the, the mayor. Uh, she uh, she retired. She just been there for a long time, and just mm. said it's just unbelievable. You know what that city has become. We'll get to that. Plus, we'll tell you about the uh, that even if you're transgender, if you ask the wrong questions. Which oh, is, yeah. if you ask any question, mm-hmm. you will be canceled. And Joe and Hunter will mm. have the final analysis from Jonathan Turley and what he had to say yesterday on that, mm. all coming up. Uniden America Studios. It's Radio. Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, it was uh, yesterday. Most of the talk was uh, about uh, <laughs> the president and Pete Ducey, and uh, I I saw the uh, I forgot it was on Fox. And they had uh, uh, Kirby on, yeah, uh, Richard yeah, Kirby, yeah, uh, presidential spokesperson, one of them, who kept saying, well, "What do you mean? The president invited him, Pete Ducey, to come up and talk. He told uh-huh. him he had to come over and talk." And I'm like, "Oh, that's their strategy uh-huh. now. Yeah, ask Pete Ducey to come over. Yeah, and then he, walk away from him. <laughs> right? He asks one question. You say that's yeah. a lousy question. You turn around and you walk away. Right. 
And it's like, well, no, see, he was totally open to taking a question, totally open. And you should have seen Kirby was so animated, like, what what are you talking about? We've been so consistent on everything. And it's like, no, you're not. You're lying. Well, the Stop president it. called him over and, and then said, I knew you were going to ask a lousy question. Right. It's like, well, the, if you knew that, then why do you ask him over? And and so you because you wanted to you wanted to be able to use the talking points that the president he's got no fear he called Pete Ducey Pete Ducey is the the guy uh-huh. who who hits him all the time the hardest he invited him right over he was willing uh-huh. to have a discussion well there was right. no discussion he asked one question he called it a lousy question and then turned around and walked away he didn't want to have a discussion no he was he just wanted to answer that one and then turn around and walk the other way and so. Talking about it on on Fox News yesterday, and Jonathan Turley was asked just in general about that and what's going on in general with this investigation. Hmm. Well, it does. I mean, this shows why the president prefers the Weather Channel. You know, (laughs) that what Ducey was asking was going to the heart of the matter. It shows utter contempt for the American people, for the White House to say, uh, we've been saying this uh, constantly and then changing what they've been saying. The president said... Uh, repeatedly through the campaign and during his presidency that he had no knowledge of his his son's foreign dealings, uh, that he didn't speak to any of his son's uh, associates. After his testimony, Devin Archer uh, swatted back on the spin being given by the White House and others and said it was categorically untrue that the president did not know about their business uh, dealings. Uh, that's a direct contradiction of what the president has told the public for years. So now they're saying, well, he wasn't in business. Well, the question is, what is that business? The Biden family has been accused of influence peddling for decades, not just Hunter Biden, but his uncle and others. They now have millions of dollars, up to $20 million, going to Biden family members. Those are benefits to the president. You know, the president's worth about $8 million. He's not going to spend all of that in his lifetime. Most people of his age and wealth are more focused on on leaving a legacy, particularly a financial legacy, for their family. The Biden family fund, that's where this money's going. Yeah, and you write in the New York Post, I, I think you did a very interesting job here. You say Joe Biden, uh, Biden absolutely benefited from Hunter's foreign business. Now, to the point that you were just answering there, what, what the White House is going to say and Democratic allies that there was no proof that any dollars went to Joe Biden's account. OK, now you're making the case, but of course he benefited because his family and his grandkids and his son all benefited from him. Right. This is part of constantly moving uh, you know, the uh, the goalposts, you know, that now uh, there's an admission by many that, sure, Hunter was influence peddling, but it was an illusion. And they're saying that it's really not influence peddling in a criminal or corrupt sense for the president unless you can show someone actually giving him an envelope full of money or a direct deposit to an account for Jill and Joe Biden. You know, Hunter told one of his associates the Bidens are the best at this. And he was right. They've been in the influence peddling business for a long time. Only a moron would do a direct deposit into a Joe Biden account, which is going to be the first account people would go to. So this idea that you don't benefit if your family members get up to $20 million is absurd. There you go. Right. And we've stated that for the longest time. And we've emphasized from the very, very beginning that it doesn't doesn't really matter whether Joe got the money himself. Well, in fact, you would if you look at it, uh, a lot of people 
will set up uh, things like trusts and other things, and they essentially uh, spread their wealth over their family before they pass be- because they don't want their family to incur those 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 family members to incur the the massive taxation that comes with the death death tax. So even even families like that set it up so that their family members along the way are building that wealth. And especially if you're doing something that is highly illegal and immoral, then you don't want any dollars going directly to your account. What I do wonder about, though, is the shared account that Biden, that Joe and Hunter had. I would love to know the details there on that account, what that account looked like. I'm guessing if Joe's name was on it, that there weren't those those wire transfers did not land in in that account at any time. But I'd like to see the movement of money to that account. You, you know, uh, Comer was on Jake Tapper uh, yesterday and Tapper asked about, you know, what Democrats have talked about, about uh, Jared Kushner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did he cross a line of ethics? And Comer said, I have been vocal that I think that what Kushner did did cross the line of ethics, he he said. But <laughs> the but is in here. Let me get it. But um, uh, but it happened after he left office. He wasn't in office. Still no excuse, Jake, but it happened after he left office. And Jared Kushner actually has a legitimate business. As we know, Kushner served as an advisor uh, to the Trump uh, uh, White House. Uh, but uh, he said the, the money from the Bidens happened while Joe Biden was vice president while he was flying to those countries. He looked days after he left Romania, his family started receiving wires from a corrupt Romanian foreign national uh, days, Jake, like four days after he left, including his granddaughter. What's his granddaughter doing getting a wire from a Romanian foreign national? So there you go. So, and like we said, I'm not defending anybody who who has been involved in political influence peddling and ethics. When you talk about the proper ethics, mm-hmm. my gosh, you can go across the board. But if you are stating that what Jared Kushner did was wrong because there is a perception of favoritism, after you're out of office for your legit business that you're involved with, and that's your argument, then you have to be horrified by the Bidens. Oh, yeah. yeah you, because- can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, but Trump, well, let's look at, okay, let's look at Trump. Let's go point by point by Jared Kushner and everything else mm-hmm. and compare it and then Talk about the differences between that and this. And if you view, because the Democrats, remember when they came out, when that deal happened, and they were said, see, 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 there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. It's like, fine, if you believe that is immoral Hmm. and is ethically challenged, then you must be horrified at the Bidens. And they're not. No. And that's, you know, that's the point because it's way worse. 
or they're not talking about it. Yep. And and that's the question we've been asking, too, inside the Beltway. How many of them are just waiting for everything to drop? Uh, okay, very quickly here, this uh, couple of stories. A, trans, uh, a transgender man was alarmed by what he believed was an actual takeover of gender medicine after he was booted from a trans health conference for asking critical questions about updated guidelines on medical interventions for minors. Aaron Terrell was removed from the World Professional Association for Transgenders Health Annual Scientific Symposium last September for raising concerns about the rapid medicalization of gender-diverse children. The final straw was when he asked about the precautions medical providers are taking to ensure adolescents aren't transitioning unnecessarily. Seems like a pretty legit medical question, does it not? Yeah. Nope. Nope. He said every single person there, at least by their outward behavior, was in complete agreement with that non-critical, affirmative-only approach. He he told Fox News, it's like at no point in the development of standards of care for gender dysphoria is any actual clinical evidence-based oversight happening. That's what was really so alarming, that it's activist-driven from start to finish. It's not health care. And after he asked the question, bye. You're gone. You're gone. You can't be a part of it uh, any longer because it's not about medicine. No, it isn't. And finally, a now-retired Seattle police officer unleashed 23 years of pent-up frustration with police and city leaders in an unfiltered, raw, and unapologetic resignation letter. This is from Fox. Mm. Uh, The um, Lieutenant Jessica Taylor, formerly of the Seattle Police Department, retired on August 1st. However, instead of filling out the standard exit interview form, she wrote a scathing letter in which she lambasted the police chief, the mayor, and the Seattle City Council for allowing the city to descend into anarchy and chaos. Taylor, who went public with her 15-page tirade on Tuesday, uh, accused the police department of being the breeding ground of lies, deceit, favoritism, and rampant corruption. Chief Diaz, let me tell you, the state of the Seattle Police Department in this city is a disgrace. The toxic mix of the Seattle Council uh, uh, Council's absurdity, the spinelessness of the mayor, the leniency of the prosecutor's office, and your failed leadership has accelerated this city's downhill slide straight to rock bottom. The problems were already brewing before you came in on the scene, but since your arrival, it's been a free fall into anarchy and chaos. She accused policymakers of caring more for politics than the well-being of Seattle residents, with the result being that criminals are now running the city. Well, there you have it. You know, uh, we, we've talked about not only what's going on on the streets with the residents there in some of these cities and businesses leaving and people leaving and 
they fear because of the rise in crime. What about the uh, the tourism bureaus and the convention bureaus? I'd really love to know what they see. Because if you Great tell question. me, if someone says, well, we want you at our convention, yeah, where's it going to be? Portland or Seattle or San Francisco. Sorry, I can't make it. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What? Well, wait a minute. Why are they raging? It says liberals rage over a photo of Woody Harrelson sporting an RFK Jr. hat. Whoa. Whoa, and they're not happy at all. I'd, I'd be concerned if he weren't. Annoyed liberals trash the photo mm. and the actor for, the, for supporting the anti-establishment Biden rival. Yeah. I, w- I would think, you know, knowing the history of Woody, that RFK would naturally be the Woody Harrelson candidate. Would you not? Yeah. No, I think he is. I mean, he's the Woody Harrelson candidate. Woody Harrelson, well, he's not a Kennedy Democrat. He's a new Kennedy Democrat. Right. Because right. if I said uh, Kennedy Democrat, that would be in relation to like John Kennedy. And right. Probably Woody Harrelson would not. He's an been. RFK Jr. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Democrat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a Kennedy Jr. Democrat. Yeah, right. Which is a big difference. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I don't know how you didn't see it coming. And since when have liberals been concerned about the Woody Harrelson vote? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's been a minute. I I just love this this line alone. Hmm. Shark Tank senior producer Andrew uh, Andrew Kimmel shared the image, remarking, no, okay. we've lost Woody. Oh, come <laughs> on. We've lost Woody? I think everyone's lost Woody. Come on. Seriously. Wow. All right. Everybody, just go get a hacky set. It'll be fun. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) Can you pay me more? Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.